Dropping Wisdom with Santos, and today my guest is Doug and Mike. Please introduce yourselves. What's happening? I'm Doug. Mike Tui. And today's podcast is going to be about the Egg Bistro. Um, so tell me, guys, since I've known you since the late 90s, Doug, you were a bartender in Hammerheads. Mike, you were a DJ slash bartender in Hammerheads. How did you guys get into the Egg Bistro? I think, I think for myself... You know, Mike and I have been kicking around a lot of ideas. I don't think most people know. I think we almost opened a, a limousine company at one point in time. In a pizza restaurant. Yeah. So we had a, you know, we always wanted to have a business of our own. You know, we we always felt like we could do something, you know, together as a team and uh, kicked around a lot of ideas. And, and finally I had, um, I, I think I had an epiphany when I had a, a child, you know, it was time to get out of the nighttime business, you know, working until two in the morning just wasn't going to work anymore. Uh, with a newborn. So there was a gap in time. Um, and we just started, we started the idea of, of doing breakfast. We, uh, met with friends of ours that were already doing breakfast restaurants and, um, just seemed like a good fit. And when it comes to breakfast, obviously that's an early bird. So as a, as an opening business, especially managers, obviously if the restaurant opens at 0700, what time are the uh, the workers there to prep and everything like that? Five thirty six or what? When we first opened, we were open at six a.m. Yeah. So it's definitely not for everyone, and it's a it's a culture shock working till four in the morning and then now having to wake up at four in the morning, you know, to go to a job. It's it was definitely a it was definitely a culture shock. I think but the first month we were getting there at three thirty four in the morning. Hey, you want to make sure everything was uh, we were trying ready to roll. Right? Oh, we were doing everything. Yeah. So in the beginning, you know, I mean, we. We didn't really have two nickels to rub together as we built the restaurant. You know, we were we were on a on a shoestring budget to say the least. Um, and how many owners are there? Initially, there was uh, four owners. Four owners. And the, your first one was what? The one in Suffolk? No, Greenbrier. The one in Greenbrier. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, because I know I wanted to go see you at the one in Suffolk a few times because I worked in Portsmouth, mm-hmm. which was like really really. Yeah, that was the second one. We built that one two years after the original one. Okay, as of right now, name all the locations that you guys have. Um, the original one in Chesapeake and Greenbrier, uh, Strawbridge here in General Booth, and then the new one in Haygood. Haygood, yeah. Okay. Um, what about the websites? Are they all the same website or different websites? Same website, same Facebook page, same Instagram. Okay. You guys no longer do that app? Do we do. App? You guys still yeah. do the app? Yeah, we still okay. Do the app. Yeah. Okay. And, um, first, I want to thank, thank you guys for catering my father's funeral. I want to give, I really appreciate that. And I want to especially thank you, Doug, for encouraging me and giving me motivation while I was doing the Camino de Santiago. You used to hit me up, man, these pictures are awesome. Keep going, man. That really meant a lot. Yeah, it was you awesome. Know, it was, those were, uh, those were, those were, um, the pictures looked easier than what I was going through, what me and my father were going through. Cause those, those were some rough trails and rough weather. And like, I posted every day pictures and videos where we were and, you hit me up like, man, these, these pictures are awesome, man. I really I appreciate that. Oh, they were really incredible. Just, they were incredible. That was pretty wild. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. So um, what was the original name? The Broken Egg Bistro. The Broken Egg Bistro. Why did you guys change it to the Egg Bistro? Trademark issues with a company out of uh, Florida. Are they were called the Broken Egg or something like that? They were called a bro- uh, the Broken Egg Cafe. 
Well, the original was the so the original one was was called the Broken Egg, and and it's so funny because I listened, I loved ESPN and listened, you know, sports radio in the morning, and they always had Dick Vitale come on, you know, to college college basketball and stuff, and uh, I I guess subconsciously I picked it up. He would always go to this place and have breakfast in the morning. He was oh, I'm having breakfast. I'm here. I'm having breakfast. I'm having breakfast, but he rarely said the name. And then one day I heard him actually say the name, I'm at the Broken Egg, and I'm like, that's where I heard it from. <laughs> so that's how the name kind of, when we were t- kicking around names, we, I think we had a list, I think about five or six different names, you know, and, and I, we kept going back to that one name. And I said, I really like that, you know, and we just n- didn't really do our due diligence as far as seeing if it was trademarked. And at the time, I believe it was trademarked by a company out of San Diego, even though there was ones in Florida, and they closed down and the trademark remained. And the company out of Atlanta bought the trademark and then started to open their business. They opened in 2006. We opened in 2007. Which is another, another broken egg. Right. Cafe, whatever it is. Right. And then they started franchising. So they, they came up, they came after us pretty, uh, pretty hard. They came after you guys. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now drop some wisdom on how, what it, what it takes to open, a, open a, a breakfast restaurant. What, what is, what are the steps? What does it take to do that? Like, from start to, if you can logistically, um, long story short, try to break it down. Well, you got to make sure that you get this, have this location, all this stuff. What does it take? Well, I mean, I hate to use the term because everybody does location, 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 but it it is. I mean, it's, you got to have the right location. And that's one of the biggest things that that Mike and I have been successful at and, and, and been very fortunate. Um, we've had some that, that kind of fell in our lap and we've had some that we've, we've searched for, but location was a big part of it. And I got to say the Greenbrier location with the way they build around it, uh, the homes, the businesses, it's the perfect mixture. You know, that location is just phenomenal. Um, yeah, you're going to have that weekday business. When the, like a, a lot of people are at work, so you have the, uh, the industrial parks with all the businesses, and then you have a lot of retired people in all three areas. So it's a good mix. Okay. Um, so you the location... And then, of course, you got to pick uh, what you do, you taste things to find out who has the best food for you to order through and all that stuff. Which was which was Mike's, you know, that's that's his expertise. You know, he's 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 got a he's got a great feel for food and, you know, built an amazing menu. Um, you know, then, it, then it's staff, you know, and, and there's nothing else. You know, when I think about the restaurant and I think about it as a whole and if I was going to sit here and tell you how to build a restaurant from, from top to bottom and open it up, I would say those three things and the equipment doesn't matter. You know, there's the staff is huge locations, huge and, and the menu, you know, the so, quality of food. Exa- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's one of the things we always did was it was, you know, we wanted quantity, big plates, but quality, you know, people walk out with the food. They love it. You know, it's, it's, and, and the things that we get, we could get cheaper items and make more money. We've never done that. It's always been, Let's get the Cause, best. Because sometimes you get what you pay for. Exactly. It's cheap for a reason. Because yep. it sh- tastes like shit, if possibly. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Now, explain how COVID affected you guys and how have you witnessed prices because of inflation? How are things priced now? Or how does it, how did it, how did you guys get through COVID? Especially, well, I know, prices, hiring employees as well. Up. I mean, the, the biggest part was staffing. Because nobody wanted, wanted to come back. To work or everybody was getting paid a good amount of money to stay home and yeah. not work and everybody was scared and then they just kept getting paid to stay home and then got comfortable with that. Soon later prices you know, prices definitely gone up. Uh the availability of products and the the um, 
transportation of products in the supply chain is stupid and retarded right now. So we're going through a bunch of issues right now of just getting the products in. Because I could also through. assume as well that since people, like a lot of them, a lot of people have kids, people are staying home, getting homeschooled, and it's be a parent or an adult at home, obviously some... Unfortunately, that will take away from them going to work because they got to be home to take care of the kid. That has to suck, too, you know? It is. It's widespread, and it trickles down. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, single moms that, that, that wanted to come back to work that couldn't because they can't find people to watch their kids. So, you know, it was tough for us. But, you know, I think along the way we made we made some great decisions, uh, you know, even even ignored advice from from other people to say, no, we should we should make this decision or make that one. And we didn't. We stuck to our to our goals and, and to what we wanted to accomplish and what we thought was the right thing for us as a company and our employees. You know, we never wanted to shut the doors, you know, completely and lay everybody off because we did have a core staff that wanted to stay and work. You know, they wanted to be part of it and they wanted to be, Hey, I, I'm going to get up every day. I'm going to come to work. You know, I, I can. So we wanted to give them a place to go. So we were very fortunate to, to, to keep the doors open. Um, Went down to just curbside pickup and delivery, and that was crazy. Mike and I delivering food, driving up and down uh, Kimsville Road, going 60, 70 miles an hour, carrying breakfast food to houses and, you know, ringing the doorbells and leaving it on the food. Five miles an hour. It, it, it was just. Got to get that food fast. Got to get it to them. Got to get it well, to them quick and get back. Too? Oh, yeah. Al- we're selling alcohol yeah, everything. They us, yeah, they let us deliver alcohol. That's bananas, isn't it? It was crazy. It was crazy. It was a whole different world. I mean, oh, yeah. Nobody on the road. It was just bizarre. You know, we, you know, we were doing, um, you know, touchless. So everything we'd go up, we'd knock on the door and we'd kind of back away and go stand by the street and, you know, watch them. It was just bizarre. I mean, surreal. They're all looking at y'all weird, grabbing their food. I don't know. People, the way they act on this, but I don't want to get into it, man. It's just like. Like now, okay. I don't want to get into the COVID thing. It's like I could, we can start talking about that. That, that would be so, that's three podcasts. I know it's just so <laughs> stupid to me how you walk. Like, you walk in with the mask, but you could sit down without a mask and just hang out and eat. But make sure the person that's giving you the food is has a mask. But you know, you don't know. <laughs> I just think it's so stupid to me because it's proven the mask don't do really that much for you. But I don't want to get into that. I just think it's that's all a bunch of shenanigans. Um, but you, explain why you guys don't do dinner. I know you explained to me one time about the turnover of the food or whatever, but um, break it down to me as well. We, I mean, we did do dinner, and we did it for years, and it was good. At what location? One in Suffolk? The Chesapeake and the Suffolk location. We stopped doing it. We tried it as a trial run without it when we opened the Strawbridge location. Um, it was fun. It was, you know, it was a whole completely different menu, dinner, different atmosphere, martini night, wine night, different pasta nights and specials and... It was basically running two different restaurants out of one building. And you would probably what have uh, two different types of staff too, right? And two you different staffs for um, yeah. two, two, two separate managers. I mean, it's, it's hard really to wrap your head around it to think it sounds easy. Uh, you're going to do breakfast and lunch. Then you're going to close and reopen for dinner. And you're going to do a different menu <laughs> with a different environment. I mean, we, you know, dim lights, we played different music. We had candles out completely different, but I think, you know, we have people in the building, at 4.35 a.m. setting up for breakfast and now staying until 1 o'clock in the morning stocking beer. Literally, the building's almost open 24 hours a day. Yeah, You have to have staff to staff it. And it was amazing for a while. I mean, but it was it was incredibly... I could assume was, people were getting it, burned it was out. stretching us thin. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And I think it was taken away from our wheelhouse, you know, which is which is breakfast, you know, yeah. so... Yeah, and, um, for sure. So what? It was a headache, for sure. Okay, now, 
Do you guys, since you guys close at three or four o'clock, do you guys open it up for a, a venue for, like, say, a rehearsal dinner, a Christmas party, business parties, and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, we run it out for private events and all that stuff. All locations? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that I know you guys had a good Christmas party over here at Strawbridge a couple years ago. That was a good one. You were oh, you're working the mic pretty good, Mike. That was the last one we did there. <laughs> <laughs> and for good reason. Our Christmas parties were epic. I mean, it, it, they would talk about them 364 days a year. I mean, it, it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. They still are. They're just epic if someone else is building them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We leave the best behind for them to clean. Yeah, no doubt. Because you don't want the person that's getting hammered has to basically just may as well just stay there and clean up because I have to be there at five in the morning. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. It was tough. <laughs> it was tough. Okay, let's talk about um what what what, what did you guys add that's new on the menu now? We were gonna add shrimp and grits. <laughs> I think that's the number one breakfast order uh, in Virginia Beach. Well, we did shrimp a we did a survey and nobody likes it except for <laughs> one guy. Shrimp and grits, man. I don't know. I, I, that was that's my go-to breakfast, man. Ever since like the Bahamas, because they always had grits and shrimp and stuff like that. So I like this stuff, man. Um, but you guys also have like um, did you add like an I forget the iside berry bowl or something like that? that like a granola a, with uh, yogurt. Um, we do that anyway. It's like a parfait kind of broken down. Um, Aki berry bowl iside. We did something like that. It's like an LTO, I think. Yeah, well, that's one of the good. That's one of the things that we've been doing over the last couple of years is is a limited time off where we run, you know, uh, seasonally. So we'll bring out things that are that are um, you know in season, whether it's whether it's fruit or, or vegetables, and we try to use as much local products as we can. Um, when we're doing those. Um, we just released our pumpkin pancakes for the season now, which are amazing, amazing mm -hmm. recipe. Um, but yeah, we did we did add the shrimp and grits. Uh, I'm, you know, I tried them the other day. Fantastic, loved them. So basically, whoever listens to this podcast can say, hey, I listened to the Dropping Wisdom of Santos podcast. Can I please order the Santos special? And they'll get 10% off. Or something. <laughs> but that's, I'm going to go there and get my shrimp and grits. That's my jam. Thank you for adding that to the menu. That's the look, what's funny about that was. Uh, Am I the only one who was busting y'all's balls about our take? We it? have people request it. Really? really? Re not, as, not as persistent as, <laughs> as you were, but not every day. After a while, I, mean, I just became the daily troll. Yeah. Just the troll, you guys. Yeah, but Mike and I were talking about it, and it's funny. He was like, we, we should call it the Santos special. And then I talked to you the, the, later that day, and you said the various, did y'all name it after me or what? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Oh, that would have been too funny. Maybe we would do a menu change. We'll slide uh, it in there. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate that, man. That would that would be awesome. But yeah, I'm gonna I'll definitely be in there by, by the next couple of days to eat that just because um just to show you guys some love. Cause we were actually we were there like I want to say a week ago. We went there a little week ago. I mean, Ruby loves y'all's French toast. She Fantastic. kills that because y'all's French toast compared to other restaurants here, y'all y'all's bread is thick. Yeah, you know the other one they just use like a regular bread. Like, what the hell is this, man? We have a baker locally that makes that for us. It's really? Recipe, yeah. Oh wow, because she loves it, and I love it too. Because I can order my food, and she orders her food, and I'll eat her crust. Huh. You know, it's best. I, I get best of both worlds because she doesn't like eating crust. Absolutely, so, it's killer. We also uh, we also added a challenge, a four pound omelet challenge on there. That's easy. Oh so, yeah, I can kill that. I'll, I'll, what do they win? It's a free meal. No, free so is it like man versus no. food kind of a deal? Something along those lines. Yeah, along those lines. Oh shit! What's in the What's in the omelet? It's a Reuben omelet, basically, but it also has our homemade corned beef hash in it. Okay, so, so is sauerkraut in there? A little bit. And you would doesn't think sound you would, good. Doesn't sound good, but it's well, see, I like amazing. sauerkraut. I sound like it has sauerkraut in an bit. omelet, though. It's amazing. Home, home, or fresh baked, fresh roasted brisket that we do in house. The homemade corned beef hash that we do. 
Swiss cheese, obviously, a little bit of sauerkraut, and then we made our own roasted garlic Thousand Island type sauce to go with it. I'm willing to eat that as long as there's no onions. Ain't got no onions? Just a little bit of onions in in the corned beef hash, but you probably not taste it. Yeah. I'm okay. I might do that too. There's a smaller version of it. If you want to try out the the challenge, you do a podcast. And what do you? Yeah, what do you get out of it? Like, who, what's the challenge? What do you do if you get if you eat thirty it? minutes or less? You get a, you just get a t shirt. We also get posted to the board. Posted we have a the, yeah. we have a board with your photo that, on it. The and Hall of Fame. Then I get pictures. And I yeah. go to the bathroom and throw up and everything. <laughs> you can go, you can go home and throw up. Yeah, but yeah. If you choose four pound, I will say I don't. Think, I think I can do that, man. I think I can do that. It's a challenge. Yeah. I'll do that, man. Okay. You might sleep for the rest of the day. I don't work. Why not? I don't do shit. I'm tired. All I do is wake up, walk the dog, go to the gym, and play Xbox, maybe do a podcast. So I'll eat breakfast and lay down. I want to do that. I think the omelet is easy to get through. It's when you get to the potatoes and the... Oh, so there's extra. You do omelets. There's there's omelets. Yeah, it's the full meal. Okay, yeah. So you got three potatoes and hash browns. And then a pound of potatoes. Yeah. I'll just mix it in. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm I'm stoked now, man. I'm ready to eat that shit. Let's go right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, we might because I haven't eaten breakfast yet. Okay. Now, when it comes to Jimmy Buffett, his fans are parrot heads. Mm-hmm. Now, since you guys are big time Dave Matthew fans, what are you guys called? Are you guys uh, have a label like parrot head or are you guys Dave Matthew fans fans? No, they call them Dave heads. Dave heads? Is that what they call you guys? Yeah. Now you guys, I don't know, that's what I'm asking, because you guys at one point, you also had his wine. Do you guys still have his wine, or no. was that just for the dinner, Yeah, for you guys had dinner? Yeah, we cut back almost all the wine. It's not a big seller, except for one person, <laughs> for for wine and breakfast time. I mean, the mimosas are obviously huge, but the wine itself, we just went back to a couple different kinds of uh, split bottles. Okay. Because like, I know um, he does, from what I think, he has a vineyard in Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for one, he does have the wine is good though. It is good. It is good, right? Yeah. And you guys have gone. How far have you guys gone to see him in concert? Philadelphia or further than that? He's Doug's gone further. Yeah, I've we I've just got gone to, to Mexico to see him. You gone to Mexico? Yeah. We just got back from a week in uh, Nash, uh, right outside of Nashville. Is, does he perform? Is it the same shit? No, every 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 show is different. Every but is it? Different. I mean, how many songs does he have? I don't. I I'm not a big guy. I'm not a. He's got over a hundred songs. Does he? Yeah. I, I can't. I can't stand concerts. I can't stand them. I go because my wife wants to, so she'll take me. I go to Slipknot. You know, I go to Corn. She took me to this one. She took me to the Norva one time to listen to August Burns Red. So she listens to this hardcore metal shit. I go in here. She knows I'm not. I don't like being around that many people. I feel a little uncomfortable. I'm like basically in bouncer mode because I'm here to make sure nothing happens to her. Some dude intentionally bumped her, and I didn't like that. So I stood in front of her, and I was waiting for him to come around again because I was going to lay him out. I was going to drop an elbow right on his chin. I already planned what I was going to do. <laughs> Ruby knew that. Her friend and that Jolene knew that. They pulled me aside. He's starting a mosh pit. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't do that stuff. So they pushed me in the back by the bar. If you don't want to know the Norva's how it's set up, I'm basically in the corner by the stage in the because like, I had to stay away. I didn't like per- person bumped her intentionally and I didn't like how hard he bumped her but it's okay because it's a mosh pit which is not okay to me but whatever no so, mosh pits at Dave shows so yeah I'm on I'm on so but yeah you know what I mean? I'm just not a big concert dude because I one time I was at I met you at the concert we went to a uh, Sam Hunt 
And I was right. eating that unlimited popcorn in the VIP section. I bought some good fucking popcorn. That's good popcorn. <laughs> like I, I had that every night. Well, the concerts, yeah. Yeah, so um, anything else you want to um, drop whistling about your egg bistro before um, before I move on? You know, I think we're, I think Mike and I have been pushing the idea of franchising at some point. So, you know, we're, um, I think we're getting closer and closer. Uh, again, we, we, like I said, we made some good decisions during the pandemic and, and, you know, we're, we're fortunate that we have a great staff and, and, and we continue to grow. So, you know, people out there that are interested in franchising, you definitely are, let, let us know, reach out to us. Are all the owners? It, as involved as you guys are, or are they maybe maybe silent partners. So there's there's just the three of us now. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're all very 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 hands involved. On. Very there. hands on. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So right now you have one in Greenbrier, one over here on General Booth, the other one in Haygood. Haygood. That's the newest one. And where exactly is that location? The Haygood Shopping Center. Is that was that is that in Chesapeake? Chick Fil A and a Marshall. Where's that exactly at? It's a mile from Town Center, Virginia Beach Town Center. Okay, uh, right off Short, Independence. Short drive. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, hopefully, you might you might just do the hopefully get one in every in the seven cities, every city, if possible. Love yeah. to love to go to Norfolk next. Yeah, I was I will stay on this side of the up tunnel. It pop. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to drive on the other side of the tunnel. Yeah, the tunnel's not fun. Yeah, get one on like Granby or something like that, something close to down there. That would be awesome, man. Okay, well, you ready for the Santo signature questions? Oh boy. Okay, this is going to go to Doug first. Have you? Do you think you've ever seen a UFO or alien? Um. Yes. Please tell me your story. Uh, I've seen. Um, I've seen. It's a simple story, but I've seen lights in the sky that I, that I absolutely could not explain. You know that, that I definitely knew it wasn't a plane. Could have may, may have been a satellite, but was going pretty quickly. Uh, made some erratic moves. You know, satellites tend to go straight from what I know. Um, yeah, that's that's. What about you, Mike? Any aliens, UFOs? Not any that uh, maybe in my younger years. <laughs> okay. Was that was that you were up top <laughs> or some shit? Those are no, no. That's it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe after too many beverages or something. <laughs> All no, right. That's oh. not. Nah, okay. Now, do you think you ever experienced any paranormal activity? Think you ever seen a ghost or anything? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me the story I've, that sticks out. I've heard. I've heard voices um, in our old house. Uh, it was really. It was really strange. Um, I came home um, and thought my son was there and heard somebody say, "Dad, is that you?" I mean, clear as clear as day. Dad, is that you? I said, yeah, buddy, I'm home. No response. A few minutes went by. I went upstairs, was doing things in my room, and and, and went over and knocked on his door. His door wasn't there. And and I could hear it crystal clear. I can remember it as if it was yesterday. Where was he? He wasn't. He was at home. He, was, he just wasn't in the house. He hadn't been home all day. I don't know if he was at school and hadn't came home. I just know he wasn't home. Was that the first and last time you ever experienced that in the house? I've had a... Uh, I mean, I've had similar, similar things, similar things where I hear voices or I hear something that, that sounds like somebody talking. It seems at that muffled, house? It seems muffled at that same location. Yeah. Yeah. And we moved, we moved, we live in the same neighborhood. So it's Warrington Hall. It's been there for a long time. There's a, there's an old farmhouse that's been there for over a hundred years. And, um, you know, it's, it's not very far from Great Bridge and the Battle of Great Bridge. And, you know, that used to be a lot of civil war and oh, wow. things that happened, you know, so, um, 
you know, I don't know if it's the land, you know, nothing. We've moved, we've moved within the neighborhood, um, and I haven't had anything weird happen in the new place. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. That's crazy. What about you, buddy? <laughs> no, not, I mean, not that I would recognize, man. No? All right. Well, I want to thank you again for being a, being guest on the, on the podcast. And one more thing to you, Doug. You were my go-to gift guy back in the day when you owned that Zippo stand in the mall. Remember, I used to go there yeah, all the time yeah. and get, get, my, get a lighter engraved. That was my go-to gift. That was such a cool gift, quick, and it was reasonable, great prices. I used to love that stand in the mall, man. I, I used, appreciate it. Remember, that's I used to go there all the time. Yo, man. That's how I started as an entrepreneur. Yeah. In a kiosk in, in the mall. Yeah, selling Zippos. Simple lighters. You can engrave them on right there, too. It was great. I thought that was a great idea. It's like, a killer, man. I, I used to go there all the time to get gifts for people. That was great. Yeah, I loved it. But once again, everybody, please go see Egg Bistro at the three main locations and order this, the, the shrimp and grits, the Santo special. And um, I appreciate you guys coming. Appreciate yeah, the time. I know you guys are busy dudes, us. especially during the day. I know you guys are taking time out of your busy day to come over here. And um, I guess I'll just talk to you, everybody, next Wednesday.